Hey everybody, welcome back to Checkerboard Chat, the official sports podcast of the Daily Beacon. I'm Tyler Wombles, that's Tamako Cole, and we're back here bringing you more Tennessee athletics news, updates, and whatever we want to talk about. So kicking off the show today, uh, the Tennessee football team will be traveling to Missouri on Saturday to face the Tigers. Um, DeMichael, just, just kicking off this conversation, what are your main uh, sort of focuses for this upcoming game? Well, I'm very interested in seeing how this Tennessee defense will play against Drew Locke. Drew Locke has put up some big numbers this year. He's 11th in the nation in passing yards. He leads the nation in passing touchdowns. And, I mean, he leads the nation – I mean, leads the SEC in passing yards. So, I mean, that just shows you how explosive the Missouri passing attack has been this season. And a lot of people may not know this, but the UT's pass defense, they're fourth in the nation right now in yards allowed. Now, granted – a lot of that is because the run defense has been very bad, to say the least. But, I mean, fourth in the nation at this point of the season, that's nothing to just – I mean, we're going to find out how good um, this pass defense really is because they're going to get tested the most they have all season against Missouri. For sure, yeah. and, and I think you're right on that. You know, obviously Drew Locke, Butch Jones really praised him on Monday, you know, talked about his – one of the quickest releases that he's seen. Talk about, you know, he's a guy that gives defensive fronts, fits, you know, frustrates them. Um, and, yeah, like you said, you know, he has those great statistics. He's arguably, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC this year. You could argue the case mm-hmm. that he's the best in the league this year. So I think it'll be very interesting to see this, you know, secondary, who has had a lot of success this season. You know, you've got guys like Rashawn Golden, Micah Abernathy, um, these guys. Nigel Warrior, yeah. yeah. You know, um, going up, going up against this, you know, against Drew Locke in this Missouri offense, where, you know, you've got a Missouri team who, on the one hand, they can score a lot of points and they can do it through the air, but on the other hand, their defense yeah. isn't exactly what you know, Tiger fans would probably like to see. Um, did Michael just what have you seen out of Missouri's defense this year, and what do you think Tennessee's offense can capitalize on? Well, they're vulnerable. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not sure what this offense can capitalize on because while Missouri's defense hasn't been good, Tennessee offense is only averaging 20 points a game at this point of the season. Now, granted, Missouri has allowed over 40 points, I believe, four times this season. And, I mean, they've given up some big games. They've allowed a lot of points. I know in their last three games they haven't allowed more than 21 points. But – I mean, they haven't played good teams. So earlier in the season when they played better opponents, it's particularly the SEC opponents, they gave up a lot of points. So it'll be interesting to see what this bad Missouri defense is going to play like because, I mean, Tennessee in that first quarter offensively last week, if Garantano stayed healthy that game, I thought they would have had a real big day offensively. He looked very good in the first quarter. Everyone's been waiting on him to take the deep shots. He was – throwing the deep ball. I believe he had 77 yards passing in the first quarter. So that would have put him on pace for over 300 yards through the air. And, I mean, it looked like he was going to have a really big day. So we'll see if this Tennessee offense can get it going. They'll have their opportunities. They'll have to just take advantage of them. And I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because, you know, obviously I think when, you know, Jarrett Garantano and Quentin Dormady were battling it out, you know, over the offseason, one of the, you know, main things that a lot of people talked about was – well, Garantano has a lot more big play potential. 
you know, Dormady might be the safer pick, mm-hmm. but Garantano's the guy that can break plays, and I think it's almost been the opposite that we've yeah. seen on the field. No doubt. You know, Dormady did throw six interceptions, but he also threw six touchdowns. You know, Garantano has started several games now, and he's only thrown one touchdown on the season. Now, he's only thrown one interception, but, you know, it does sort of play against that case of, oh, he's more the big play guy. I'm not saying he's not, but I think that, this Tennessee offense will need to see Jarrett Garantano emerge as that playmaker yep. if they want to have success, not just against Missouri, but against any other team. The last three teams, you know, that they're facing down the stretch. Um, but, you know, speaking about Garantano, is he going to be healthy? And I think that's one of the big storylines because obviously we know, like you mentioned, against Southern missing the team's homecoming game, Garantano um, did not play the whole second half. Will, freshman Will McBride, you know, he had his red shirt pulled. He played that game. Um, he was one for eight passing, but, you know, he did have a couple drops from his receivers. But, you know, Butch Jones said that Garantano is probable, and he said mm-hmm. that on Monday and reaffirmed it Wednesday, and that, but that it was really likely that Will McBride could see some playing time. So I think that'll be, I mean, obviously one of the X factors of this game is, you know, how, and I, I know so, I heard someone else bring it up, um, but, you know, how healthy would Garantano have to be to start? Or, you know, is there a chance that Will McBride would play? Um, DeMichael, if Will McBride does play, just, you know, talk a little bit about what you saw from him against Southern Miss and what do you think he could bring to this offense if Garantano is unable to, to play, play in the game? Well, the main thing I saw from Will McBride when he took the field was that he wasn't scared. Being a, a freshman, um, getting his first playing time, he, he wasn't scared of the moment. I believe it was his first pass attempt. Maybe it was his second, but it was the deep pass he threw in the end zone to Josh Palmer. And fans were, you could hear the crowd just oohing and on while the ball was in the air because it looked like a perfect pass, and it fell just out of his reach. And, I mean, that just showed you to make a pass like that in that situation on, what, your third play, you have to uh, be prepared for that kind of situation. And he showed that he was. His teammates backed that up all throughout the week saying, that they saw that oh he he wasn't scared of the moment. So I believe that's what you will get out of Will McBride if he plays in this game. We've seen that he's a dual-threat quarterback. He had a nice seven-yard run in the last game that looked like he almost was going to break it. But we've seen that he can run the ball. Of course, Bush wants to see more out of him. I don't know if the offense will really do well with him in there, but they probably won't just, I mean, do much worse as they have so far because we've seen offense hasn't really, you know, just put up big numbers with him or without him in the game. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, and it will be. And, you know, I think you're right on that. This offense has been stagnant for most of the season. Obviously, we know about the touchdown drought that they snapped against Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, talking about Will McBride, he's a guy that wasn't supposed to play this season at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's supposed to be a guy that's, you know, Red shirting, you know, you don't, you have Quentin Dormy and Jarrett Garantano going in there, being you know, you know, your number one, number two quarterbacks, and you know, obviously there were the questions, you know, who's going to play, but no one thought Will McBride would have a chance to be playing at this point in the season. Um, so it is very interesting to see, you know, what's going to happen with this Tennessee offense. Um, obviously, you know, you did talk about some of the things Will McBride does. Yeah. Um, he is a different player than Jarrett Garantano. Um, he is from Texas, just like Quentin Dormady, but um, doesn't really have the stature, doesn't really have the size that those two guys have. 
Um, Butch Jones praised McBride a lot. He talked a lot about, you know, he said that, you know, he just has that it factor, you know, that it character um, that some players have and they're very well liked by their teammates, and I think that's interesting. So I think if McBride does have to go in, obviously that's not the situation Tennessee fans want to see, but it is going to be one of the main storylines going into this game is, you know, will Will McBride have to play, and if he does, you know, what um, – how is that going to turn out, and how will it be different than Jared Garantana? Um, did you have anything else you want to say about this this Missouri matchup, Demichael? Um, not much else. I mean, another thing we need to point out is the offensive line. The okay, offensive yeah. line, Drew Richmond's questionable. Brett, Brett Kendrick, he's questionable yeah. too, right? So, yeah, you got two questionable guys that have been mainstays up till the last game pretty much. And it'll be interesting, but yeah. granted – Missouri doesn't have the best defensive line in the world. No. They do have Terry Beckner, who is a five-star recruit coming out of high school, and he's definitely starting to live up to that hype. I believe he has six-and-a-half sacks mm-hmm. at this point, and he's going to be hard to block no matter who they put in front of him. But those guys, they they may need them to play in this game, especially on the road. So without them, offensive line will have six healthy offense, scholarship offensive linemen. So it'll be interesting. For sure, and just just switching gears here a little bit now. You know, we've we've covered football. We talked about that enough, yeah. but now we're gonna get you know switch gears and get a little bit into some basketball. So obviously, both of the Tennessee men's team and the women's team, the Lady Vols, will be in action. You know, by by Monday, they will have both started their regular seasons. Um, the the Vols play tomorrow night. They kick off their uh, season opener with a Presbyterian. Um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about um, the men's team, and then we'll get more into the women with their their matchup on Sunday against ETSU. So, Demichael, you know you're yeah. one of the the best the two basketball beat writers that we have for the Daily Beacon. Just what did you see in their um, exhibition game, and what do you think that they can take from that into this matchup tomorrow? Well, the team looked pretty good in their exhibition slates. Um, and I believe they beat Davidson in their secret scrimmage. Then you beat Clemson. 71 to 67, I believe it was, in the non-televised charity game. And they also beat Carson Newman in Thompson Bowling Arena. So, I mean, 3-0 and in their preseason slate. There were some positives. There were some negatives. I mean, obviously, Rick Barnes, this team has a lot more depth. That's the main thing that you can take away from this team right now. I mean, I'll give you some examples. He didn't start Grant Williams against Carson Newman. Because, I mean, he felt like he wasn't practicing hard enough. Barnes is a tough coach. And exactly, yeah. exactly. And he said now that he has this depth, he can do that. He can just yank a guy out yeah, when he feels exactly. like they're not working hard enough because he, he has the fortunate – he's fortunate enough to put in a guy like Derek Walker or with Jordan Bone. He yanked him out of the game after he said he Jordan Bone tempted a dumb shot. So he takes him out the game, and then you have the ability to bring in a guy like James Daniel, a guy like Lamonte Turner. So this team is deep. Um, Chris Darrington's questionable for the game. Jalen Johnson is another questionable guy. But, I mean, even without those two guys, I don't expect them to have much trouble against Presbyterian. But they've looked real good so far. They're shooting the ball well. It'll be interesting to see how they shoot the ball against Presbyterian this year. Granted, they hit 16 threes. Last year against Presbyterian, I believe it was their most last year, and it was the most since 2009. So it'll be interesting to see how this team plays. They have the depth. He's, 
Barnes looks. He said he looks at it like he has ten starters. So yeah, we'll see which players can separate themselves and they can start to form a rotation later on down the road. But this team looks good and they should be better than last year and the year before that in his first two years. Yeah, and that, and like you said, that's a huge asset for a team to have that depth. You oh know? yeah. And, and with that added depth, has sort of brought some added expectations, I think, for this oh, yeah. team. Um, mm-hmm. Talking, a lot of people saying they could, you know, make the tournament and even mm-hmm. go deeper than that. So that'll, I think, that'll be a very interesting storyline to follow. Um, thank you for that, Demichael. But now, just getting a little bit into the Lady Vols. You know, um, obviously, head coach Holly Warlick's squad will kick off their season on Sunday um, at home at Thompson Bowling Arena against ETSU. The Lady Vols played ETSU last season, and they defeated them. They actually played them. Um, on the road there, they defeated them, um, that in-state opponent. So basically just looking at this Lady Vols team, you know, they they played Carson Newman in their exhibition game. You know, it was 121-76, to very high-scoring game. And I think it's actually very similar to Missouri football's mm. team because, you know, you've got a, this Lady Vols team has, you know, very high-scoring offense, at least what they showed against Carson Newman. You know, you had Anastasia Hayes, who's a freshman point guard, scored not you know 19 points in 21 minutes played. You know, had a very good shooting mark. I think she was around nine for ten or something like that. And then you have you know Renaya Davis, who just really lit it up. She had like 27 points, 13 rebounds, her first college action. But uh, and so obviously this freshman team showed that they can play and not only play at this level but also play you know, play offensively, make the shots, just dominate the game. Obviously, it was against Carson Newman, but I think that that will probably translate. But at the same point, you know, I'm pretty certain that Hollywood did not want to give up 76 <laughs> points oh, yeah. to Carson Newman, a Division two program. So, Tennessee, you know, will not be playing any Division two programs this season, you know, in the regular season. So, it'll just be very interesting to see, you know, can Hollywood get that defense shored up? Is that going to be an issue going into this season? Um, and obviously, you know, having that young roster, having those freshmen, you know. And I, I think in basketball sometimes offense can sort of come a little bit more natural, but it's the defense and the fundamentals oh, there yeah. that can yeah. trip, especially yeah. younger players up. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how will Holly Warlick coach that team up throughout this season, you know. How will these freshmen impact the game? I think that, you know, against Carson Newman, Holly Warlick had, I know Avina Westbrook started, um, Manai Davis started, Mercedes Russell started. Um, you have a, a really good, you know, starting unit, and you also have a lot of these freshmen who can come off the bench. You know, like Anastasia Hayes probably won't start at point guard, but she's someone, She I've said this before, but she reminds me of Jordan Bone. Mm-hmm. She can score, but she's also a passer, really just a pure point guard. So I think this team does, a lot like the men's team, have more depth now, but they're young, and that will be interesting to see, you know, can Holly Warlick sort of bring this team out of that young stage and get them to be competitive this year. Um, and I think that they'll win, you know, I think they'll win 20 games, but will um, will they make that jump sort of to where Lady Vols fans want them to be? It'll be interesting for yeah. sure. Michael, do you have anything else that you want to say about Sports in general before we wrap it up? No, that's about it. That's about it? All right. Well, thanks for watching, guys. We appreciate it. Um, Make sure to check out The Daily Beacon on Facebook, on Twitter. Follow both of us on Twitter. Um, Follow The Daily Beacon Sports page on Twitter. 
Um, once again, thanks for watching. Keep updated with the website. We're going to have football coverage this Saturday, um, coverage of all the basketball games, just whatever you want. So we'll see you next time, and thanks for uh, kicking it with us.